Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Carson, welcome in, man. It's uh, It's been a weekend. It's been a it long has. weekend, but uh, you know what? We're back at it. We're back and a lot of sports talk to go on and... Uh... I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to get going. Man, we got so much to talk about. Uh, another SEC football job is open. You know, didn't think I would necessarily be talking about it this soon, but uh, nonetheless is happening. There was a lot of stuff that went on over the weekend, uh, starting Friday night as we uh, we, we punch tickets uh, to the state championship game. Alcoa is heading that way. Oak Ridge is heading that way. And uh, the oakland Maryville game, uh, did not go as we uh, we wanted it to go, but uh, but uh, hats off to Oakland as the, they played a killer game and got a team that's that's well deserving uh, to be in Cookville this weekend. A team that is probably I, I mean probably top two, top three in the state, maybe number one. I mean it's a team that was all around. I mean insane. Yeah, I, I would have, I would put them against anybody. Yeah, honestly. five star athletes all over the field, and, and I mean. D1 Mar- athletes. Maryville, huh? yeah. I mean, D1 athletes. And Maryville losing 17 starters this year, not even you know expected to do a lot this year. And going to the semifinals, I think, is a big deal and something you have to be proud of, and I sure am. Uh, a senior, uh, being a senior at Maryville, yes, it was hard to see them fall in the semifinals knowing I wanted to go to state my last year. But I really am proud of the guys and proud of the football players that play on the team. And uh, they gave a lot this year, a lot of effort. Uh, a lot of the seniors put in a lot of work this year, and I'm proud of them. Well, and, and I don't have any qualms to tell you. If you listen to the broadcast, uh, if you listen to the broadcast Friday night, uh, Jude and I kind of got emotional. Uh, I mean, it was one of those moments because for the last, the better part of two years, 27 straight games to be exact. Right. You know, victory is what we've seen at the end of a football game. Like, that's all we knew. And to, so to see the, this team come to an end and, and to see the way that, that, that it kind of went down, it, it was it was less than, than ideal. But I'll, I'll tell you this, there's not there's – not, I'll, I'll put you in this. There's not four people, five people, if you include Mr. Maine, Ken Maine. There's not five people that's more proud of that team. I mean, you, you right. know, you, you talked about it. You, you made a great point. Um, <laughs> you know, just uh, replacing 17 starters – and still making it to the semifinals. Uh, let's just face it. At one, the the, the Alcoa game. Uh, when when you look at that that roster, um, it, it probably wasn't the the prettiest thing uh, on the on the field. But going into that that last game, only allowed ninety five points all season. I mean, that's something that not a lot of people can say. So no, uh, hats off to Coach Hunt and staff. I mean, between the heart of the kids and the quality of the coaching staff. I mean, it's it's something else, and you know what? With Carson Jones coming back, DJ Burks coming back, a host of uh, Noah Vaughn Markel. comes back, Markell comes back, uh, a lot of those offensive linemen comes back. Uh, there's a ton of pieces. Yeah, we're gonna miss Parker McGill. We're gonna miss Craig Hilliard. We're gonna miss uh, Nick Daigle and and a lot of those kids. But there's there's a lot of fruit left on the tree, and uh, you know what? 
it's it's uh, one of those motivating factors. Two years ago, uh, went to Oakland, had a rough outing. What happened the next year? Undefeated state champions, and then rolled right on and met Oakland again. Uh, it's this is probably the best rivalry in the state. Uh, I would argue that uh, when I talk about not a not an in town rivalry, right, of course, right. of course, there's those traditional rivalries. But when you talk about a playoff rivalry, uh, I mean. There's just a handful that come to mind. I think of Greenville Elizabethan. I think that's a pretty good yeah. uh, rivalry. I mm-hmm. think uh, Anderson County Elizabethan's a pretty pretty good one. You, you talk about the Oak Ridges, and and they've got moments moving through the playoffs. But it's hard pressed for for in the last five or six years you to point to a a rivalry game or a game in general that has as much hype and has as much. Uh, I don't want to say just exclamation uh, to an end of a season right. as a Maryville Oakland game. So uh, again, hats off to Oakland for getting it done because again they came in, had a great game plan, and executed at a very high level. But uh, again, hats off uh, to those seniors for for Maryville, and hats off to uh, to that coaching staff for putting it together. It was, I mean, I mean, I can't say it enough. This the team fought all the way through. They fought till the end, scored at the end, and I mean. It is tough for these players on both sides. I mean, it could have went either way. Oakland had a, a, a big team this year, and uh, they were expected to do well. That was just the difference, and, I mean, they did, and they haven't really had much competition. or um, They haven't really competed, excuse me, in much games either. They've dominated most teams, just like Maryville has, uh, except for Alcoa when we were down in Bradley Central. But like you said, under 100 points this season, that is really impressive. And I, a lot of hats off. And I want to especially uh, about Co- Coach Hunt and that coaching staff has done a great job to get these kids rallied yeah. and play a great season because I enjoyed watching them all season. I, and there's nothing, I know I know it's hard, but there's nothing to be discouraged about this season whatsoever. No, keep your heads up. And, uh, again, winners do what winners do. They, they get back at it. So uh, they will do that uh, as soon as time is permitting. And uh, again, uh, look ahead to 2021. So, uh, but as of Friday night, uh, the the championship matchups were set. Uh, South Duel took on Oak Ridge, and Oak Ridge was a. I mean, they're like a late bloomer. Uh, they're a team that that started a little rough, if I'm not mistaken, two and three to start the season, wow. and then they finished the season on uh, basically a nine game win streak, I believe. They finished 11 and three uh, to to head to Cookville. Uh, South Duel, a tough hard-nosed football team uh they finished their season 10 and 4 oak ridge just uh just too much on friday night 14 to nothing oak ridge punches their ticket first uh, i think first state championship appearance in in 15 20 years wow. uh but again coach uh coach gaddis uh doing his thing over there getting the guys ready and oak ridge is always tough but I think this time they've got the pieces together uh, to make it work and to get there and uh, and hopefully make something happen for East Tennessee. Uh, but Oak Ridge punched their ticket. We talked about Maryville, Oakland. Uh, Alcoa defeated Red Bank 42-7. Uh, again, Alcoa, the machine that is 3A, uh, they, they just mow through it, and, and, and that is what it is. So it was more of – I think the more interesting matchup was who they were going to play, and, uh, and, and that was between uh, – the the Milan and Pearl Cone. Pearl Cone is who they, they saw a year ago. Uh, blanked them in the state championship game. But Milan gets the best of Pearl Cone, 27-13 to 13 to set up that matchup. That will be your 3A championship. Uh, will be Alcoa versus Milan. Milan 11-1. And, and we'll just uh, we'll see if they've got anything for the Tornadoes. Uh, Summit will take on Oak Ridge in 5A bracket. 
Again, Summit 13-1 heading into the matchup after a 35-21 victory over Henry County. And, and I really like Oak Ridge chances. Again, uh, I think Henry County might have played Oakland at some point during the season, So, and it was pretty devastating loss there. Yep. Uh, but Seems normal. Seems like that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Summit will take on Oak Ridge. Uh, in the 4A bracket, it will be Haywood versus Elizabethan. Elizabethan knocks off Nolansville 56-21. to Talk about remove all doubt. Uh, Elizabethan a machine looking for back-to-back state championships. Uh, and then Meigs County uh, stays perfect, defeating Trousdale County 16-13. Uh, to They will take on Peabody, who finishes the season, or finishes, uh, I guess, the the pre-Cookville season, thirteen and zero as they defeat Waverly forty-two to seven. So that's that's kind of the docket. That's what's going to be set up as far as single A. Fayetteville uh, will take on South Pittsburgh. South Pittsburgh knocks off Coalfield. Uh, Coalfield was undefeated twelve and zero coming into that matchup. Ooh. South Pittsburgh though, they they have a history. They know what they're doing and when they need to do it. And they just got right at the right time and uh, and defeat Cofield forty two to zero to get to that wow. single A state championship game against Fayetteville. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know there was a Fayetteville in Tennessee. Did I didn't you? either. I just thought it was Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas, right? Yep, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, it's Arkansas. Arkansas. But uh, but anyway, that's the the matchups that's going to be happening. Uh, who will play Oakland? Is Brentwood. Brentwood is 11 and 3 after defeating Bartlett 24 to 14. And honestly, I don't I don't know that it matters. I think uh, Oakland's going to win and Well, opinion. Oakland played them earlier in the season if I'm not mistaken, uh and uh let's just say it wasn't pretty. Uh not much has been pretty uh when people saw them. Yeah, they played uh they played on October the 2nd. Okay. 37 to nothing. Yeah. Looks like it might be the same out in here in the state championship especially after uh they want to win now. I mean, right after that Maryville game, they're looking right to that gold ball, and they're ready to hold it. Well, and they better go win. It's all I can say. Yeah, I <laughs> they mean, need to go get it done. I mean, that's what I told. I told their NFHS crew they were right next to us, and I said, "No, y'all go win the whole dang thing now." I said, "Don't don't play don't around go and lose to Brentwood. After don't play you just around." So uh, they they you know of course they they understand that. I think they actually told us that a year ago when they were in town. I think it had extra words in it, but that's what so they meant. So it's like a flashback. It was like that's what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I don't know. It, it was a tough night, but but again, you know, on my ride home because I got to roll solo down there, got to ride solo home. Uh, between me singing and uh, again appreciating because I was sleepy. I mean, it's it was a long yeah. day. But uh, between me singing and just reminiscing about what was a really good season. I mean, you, you talk about it. Go back to those moments. Uh, the Alcoa game down nine to nothing, come back win fourteen to nine. You're down at at Bradley Central. You come back and win that football game. Uh, you're in the throws really uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Dobbins Bennett, and you were you're able to come through that one and yep. win. Uh, so honestly, there wasn't many moments Friday night that I didn't think this could happen. Honestly, at halftime, Jude at halftime, I, I thought I was very optimistic too. I really yeah. was. Jude and I wrote a whole whole way ahead. Of, I mean, we had a plan. Uh, but the problem was, is it didn't include them putting more points on the board, and and they just no. they just understood what they did well, and, and they didn't really waver from that. You know what I'm saying? Like they understood that uh, their bread and butter came with number two, 
and then the the play action off of him was very very successful. So uh, just again, hats off to Coach Creasy and Oakland. It's not that there's a whole lot of love lost, but there can be some respect. And and like I said, I think I think Oakland's a fine football team. And, and again, they 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 did what uh, Maryville's done for for a long long time mm-hmm. uh, to a lot of people. And, and again, Maryville has ended a lot of seasons. Uh, so it was just it was just surreal to be be on that other side. I mean, it's tough to beat a team where on their offense they have about five guys with Alabama and all SEC offers. I mean, I'm just you saying that's a big that. deal. You think it's a big deal? Yeah, I it's mean, really, a, I mean, it's it, kind it, of a big deal. They're they're definitely definitely the best team in the state, in my opinion. But oh, I think so. And it, I mean, it was I, I was optimistic too. I mean, listening to it, I was like, hey, I mean, we can do this. We've we've came back i mean it was a little bit less in the alcoa game but i thought we could we, we could have done it but you know i mean it's just a, still a good season like you had those uh those um stories that you know we remember from this season we can oh, just absolutely. reminisce back to those at any point absolutely and then uh not not many teams and and by not many my like zero other teams can say 21 consecutive semifinal appearances so again something to hang the hat on but uh but Carson let's take our first break of the day listen to these great sponsors when we come back uh, we're going to step out of it we're going to talk up we're going to talk to college football Penn State gets their first win of the season pretty big at the big house and we'll talk about what does that mean for big Jim Harbaugh because I, I think a lot of things are on the line I think a lot of questions come out honestly We'll talk Derek Mason getting fired over the weekend, but I'm surprised he's gone and not Jim Harbaugh. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. 
Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition, a snowy Monday edition. It is snowing outside for the first time in a while. I really thought about playing some like Christmas music like as we came back, but I, is that too soon? I don't know, man. People are getting in the. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit already. Why not get early? You know. You might as well call me Clark Griswold. If you saw my house, do you know what I mean? You know who Clark Griswold is? Yeah. Okay, good. It's my favorite. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Really? Christmas Vacation. We have to make a decision right now. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Mm. It's totally a Christmas movie. That it was might, released on Christmas. Yeah, but that's yeah. No, I don't know. Just saying, I, our, what, our I friendship would say, depends on it. I'm just saying. 
Then I'll say <laughs> I'll still say no. I'm sorry. Really, <laughs> really. Uh, but hey, it's let's snowing, get to though. a commercial break. It was it was <laughs> like it was like uh, seventy to eighty degrees last week. I swear it was. So anyway, let's get on this mowing soapbox. So you know how much I just hate mowing, right? Yeah. Like I'm not a mow guy. Right. Like I love the effects of mowing. Like I like what your yard looks like when you mow. I just don't like getting there. Just because I'm like, man, there's just so much else I could do because it's just, that's me mowing. It doesn't really make you that sound. You got a push mower? Yeah. Self-propelled. Hey. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's great. Sure. <laughs> sure. I feel like it, it, I make a bigger deal out of it than it really is because I have a postage stamp size yard. I mean, literally, like it, it takes me longer to pour the gas in it and clean it when I'm done than it actually does to mow it. But it's principle, okay? But I mowed Saturday on December or November the 28th. Wow. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I will tell you, though, there has been an evolution in my care or my give a dang, if you will. Because uh, years ago, I'd be like, I don't care if it looks like, you know, if it looks like Chewbacca out here. I ain't mowing in November. But the I was thinking, been weird. well, I was thinking it might snow. I was thinking I wanted to look pretty with the Christmas lights, you know, have a good little stand, you know, if it was to snow. It did. And that's what old men say. That's, I just, that's you my You need to go get a picture real quick of the snow and the fresh cut grass. I know, fresh cut. It was a lot of crabgrass. It really was weeds, but either way. Uh, but a lot of other stuff happened this weekend. You know, so we talked about the high school side of things. And again, congratulations to those who punched the ticket. And again, look ahead to those who, who maybe didn't get there but have a lot to look forward to in, in 2021 and hopefully a return to normalcy uh, may, may so. happen to that. But, uh, but again, college football is a thing. A lot of games got postponed over the weekend, but a lot of games got played over the weekend. Florida took care of Kentucky 34-10. to 10. Uh, Again, a banged up and kind of limited Kentucky team. They had some COVID protocol going their way. But honestly, uh, Florida's a machine. I mean, they're doing things at, a, at such a level uh, that I'm not really interested in them coming to Knoxville uh, Saturday. But I, I'm interested in seeing a football game. We might as well get something going. So <laughs> let's get after it. Uh, Oklahoma State knocks off Texas Tech 50-44. to uh, East Carolina takes down SMU, uh, SMU, if you will, 52-38. to tough. You know why? Why? SMU's had a great couple past seasons here and just the downfall, I guess. Well, have you ever watched the Pony Excess? No. It's a 30 for 30 about the SMU Mustangs. I, thought, how, I thought you were you know they're like the a, only, You know, SMU's the only team to ever get the death penalty. Really? Do you know? Do you know no, that? I didn't actually. I'm I'm teaching you things. I'm, I was getting worried. I was getting ready to thought you were having like a heart attack or something. What? Because you said Pony Express. I thought you were. You've never heard the Pony Express? So no, it's actually called the Pony Excess. Oh, excess, yeah. So what so happened Polar was Polar Express Pony Excess. <laughs> He's totally telling his age. <laughs> He's like, I was like three years ago. But anyway, um, SMU uh, was the only. They were the first and only team to ever get given the death penalty by the NCAA. Like shut the wow. program down for like a couple years. Well, they what shut about it down. UAB? And they shut down because they didn't have money. This team shut down because they were paying players. And oh, were, wow. And were caught multiple, multiple times. Oh, it gets better. Like, the governor of the state was, like, doing some stuff. Like, you got to watch they it. They wanted it's, to win. It's a 30 for 30. Yeah. Uh, 
So you ever heard the name Eric Dickerson? Yeah. Yeah. You ever heard the name Craig James? Mm-mm. So Craig James was. Uh, you remember Mike Leach, the guy, the kid who uh, he locked in a dark room when he had the the concussion. That's why he got fired at Texas Tech. I'm, you're drawing a like. The, we are going to have to have a film session one weekend, and you're coming over, and I'm I'm going to learn you some things. Yeah. Well. So anyway, Craig James, he was a, a big time running back back in his day. He and Eric Dickerson played for SMU. They had the opportunity to go to Oklahoma, Texas, all these places, and they chose to go to SMU. And people went, hum. So long story short, A&M, Texas A&M, sent Eric Dickerson. This is all in this 30 for 30 that you must watch now. Um, They sent him, Texas A&M sent him a gold Trans Am, like the car. Right. Wow. Here you go. He didn't go there. So what do you think it took to get him when that doesn't get you? Right? Yeah. Right? So anyway, total side note there, but you should watch it. Pony Excess, it talks about how- Fun you, facts of the day. You know the Miami, you know the Miami situation where they were paying players right, and all right. that? I know that one. It was like that on steroids. It was worse. Wow, SMU. So, Who wants to be a fan of them? The Mustangs. You know Chad Morris coached there for a little while. I did, while. yeah, and then he went to Arkansas, got fired, then he, now he's at uh, over there with- um, Where's he at now? LSU? Urban. Or Urban. What? Auburn. Auburn. That's right. Urban. Uh, Georgia Southern lost to Georgia State. I know that one was uh, in your mind right there. Uh, North Carolina State defeated Syracuse 36-29. to Maryland fell to Indiana. Talk about Indiana. Talk about two teams going in opposite directions. That, that uh, bowl game team, Indiana has done nothing but been really good. And we have more questions than we have answers for right now. Sadly, their quarterback's out for the season with an ACL injury, though. Yeah, but still. I mean, it just shows that Tom Allen show. is, like, making it happen up there. He does. Maybe we need him at Tennessee. He's like, uh, who's your coach? Too soon? Um, <laughs> yeah, joking. Penn State defeated Michigan 27-17. to Here's the story. So, Derek Mason gets fired this weekend, yesterday, actually. And uh, Jim Harbaugh still has a job. Here's the deal. Is it buyout over relevancy, or what's the deal there? I, I just – I don't know how Jim Harbaugh continues to, to make it happen, continues to have a job. Uh, they have one of the biggest schools in Power 5. I mean, most people would just go there just because. Biggest stadium in the uh, country uh, for college football level and uh, NFL level combined. Yeah, they're yeah. the biggest football stadium. I mean – and not only that, but they're the big house. It's Michigan Wolverines. When you think of Michigan, you see that yellow and blue M. Nobody thinks of Michigan State. And I'm sorry to say that because I'm not a Michigan fan, but I'm just giving you that reason. There's sound, no you sound, reason. You sound kind of like a fan. No. A little bit. Like, you got Charles Woodson jersey or anything you I mean, share with me? No, but I'm just telling you why. Jim Harbaugh, yeah, I, I agree, man. He should be gone. I think it's buyout money. Honestly, I, I don't. Think I don't understand how he can't win. I, I think I there's don't. a bunch of bean counters up there that say, "Listen, we can't afford to get rid of this guy right now." And uh, and you know they're probably right. They're probably right. But us us fans, we can we, we, you spend that money, print it. You know, you guys got you know, your alumni association. They print that, right? Yeah. So here's the deal: Penn State comes in. They're zero and five. Okay, uh, Michigan is uh, two and three. And you're like, okay, Michigan. Even though they're not having the greatest season, they're still having a better season than Penn State. They get this win. That's kind of a must win. And I actually think last Wednesday when we did picks, I had to think back of when we picked, but I called it a do-or-die game for Jim Harbaugh. And I think instead of choosing the do side, he 
chose the die side. Right. So he uh, he drops this one 27-17, and really it was over before it started. Um, allowing Penn State to score 10 second-quarter points, basically unanswered 10 points in the second quarter because they matched every other quarter, seven apiece in the first, three apiece in the third, and then matched sevens in the fourth quarter. So really it was just a letdown second quarter. We've heard that before. And, uh, and, and Michigan – just can't get it done. They're at home. They're in front of what I would call their grandmothers and granddaddies, but they're in front of a TV screen with some cardboard cutouts, and they can't get it done in the big house. I think that speaks bigger volumes to that. I mean, there's always been the question of Harbaugh's relevancy in his ability to battle Ohio State and, and you know really fight for Big Ten championships. But at this rate, with the way Penn State's playing and the way they're losing football games, I don't think they need to worry about Big Ten championships. They need to worry about just winning football games. Yep, they do. And, and I think and we're not doing that. I think we're as equipped as any fan base to really talk about what it is uh, to look like not winning football games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Glad yeah. we brought that up, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we got the best team in the Southeastern Conference, you know. Well, I'm just, no, I'm saying we have seen what rough looks like. Oh. So well, we know rough when we see it. Yeah, well, that that is true. I mean,. Maybe not as bad as Vandy. Oh, Vandy. Hey, Candy Vandy. After, after, after I always they said cut Derek, who's next? I've got, a, I've got a, I've got an idea. Imagine if we were to lose to Vandy think? with no coach, and a, that'd be rough, wouldn't it? So who? I don't know. So let's jump to that. So other games on the schedule: Vandy, Missouri. Uh, Eliah Drinkwitz. I mean, what he's done with Missouri after when they played us, they were a little hot mess. They, their quarterback kind of goes out. They make the quarterback switch. And this kid that's come in, he's kind of a – I mean, he's kind of a commander. He, he knows what he wants to do, does a really good job, executes well. Plays well. Ice water in his veins. Got a little Carson Jones going in him. And uh, and and really, they're 4-3 and three right now. I think they started 0-2, maybe 1-3. And, three. and uh, they've, they've rattled off a few wins there together. They're 4-3 and three now, third in the Southeastern Conference Eastern Division. Uh, Vandy falls to 0 and 8. Vanderbilt breaks the the NCAA, uh, I guess uh, I don't know what gender barrier as right. they uh, they have the the first ever female uh, Power Five college football player as uh, Sarah Fuller made history uh, and, and really uh, kick, had a kickoff there in the second half uh, to to do that. And then she even said post Derek Mason getting fired, she wants to stick around. Hey, that's great. I mean. Well, when that happened, I mean, it was, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, first girl to play in the uh, Power Five, but then it was kind of odd once she kind of got there. Old. Then she got – then Derek's fired. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, hey, it was like happy, happy – just think of emoji, happy emojis, and then it just went from like, oh, <laughs> well, he's gone. I, I don't know what uh, – it's one of those Will Ferrell movies. I, I can't remember which one it is, and it's really not relevant, but you ever heard his description of like a bug? No. He said, I saw it. I watched it all the way into the windshield. It was alive, 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 dead. I mean, that's kind of like Mason's career. <laughs> I mean, so. it. Uh, but what about Vandy pulling the trigger? Like, that blew my mind yesterday. I was like, okay, I get the whole win-losses thing. That's got to matter, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a university that just dissolved its uh, – it's basically a sports journalism department. Like, they, they, they really just – do it within one house like they've got an athletic department and that's kind of what manages it's like an upper room if you will and uh 
they don't upgrade facilities. They've uh, pushed back a, a stadium renovation. I know twice now, maybe three times. Um, they're not even probably, just judging by uh, the Murfreesboro area and local Nashville, they probably don't even have the best uh, best facilities in their town, let yeah. alone in the conference. And they're, uh, and they're in the Southeastern Conference. I just feel like in a, in a time where y- you want to pull that trigger, you want to make that time when you you look pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I don't know how many you know. Well, they um, were actually getting on ESPN for once. Sure, that, it was that was the, a good thing. And now right. they're on it again because they Derek Mason. They just wanted all the attention now. Is that it? The attention hog. I got you. <laughs> I got you. But Andrew Darren. But. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry under- if there's a Vanderbilt fan. I've never understood that. Have you anchored no, down? Where like, did they like? What does that have to do? I mean, with- what else do you got? Well, I mean, <laughs> no, you get it. Like when you drop anchor on a on a battleship, like on the Commodore, you know. Oh, get, they went that deep into it. Yeah, they, it was that was deep. It <laughs> <laughs> was deep. Uh, <laughs> well, it that's just terrible. It really doesn't. I really don't think of when I look at Vanderbilt. I don't sit there and I'm like. Anchor down, like I don't think back to world history where. Well, they're the Commodores. I know, but you look at Arkansas Razorbacks. You look at Auburn War Eagle, Alabama Roll Tide. Never understood. Well, what I'm saying is like there's animals. I know Tennessee's the Volunteers, but that kind of makes sense. There's that whole story, you know, the whole Volunteer. But and you know, we're Rocky Top, always be whatever home sweet home to me. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. What's their What's their I just I've never figured out how a ship would get into Nashville. I mean, unless it came down the river. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, but <laughs> I feel like we we went well. Like that is not a rabbit trail. Like we're full blown off the reservation. I think that Vanderbilt needs to move to Conference USA or MAC Conference. That that's fine. Switch them out with Who Cincinnati do we or something. You want Cincinnati? But I mean, they've proved themselves better than Vanderbilt has. They've won more games than Vanderbilt in this year than they than Vanderbilt in has this in, year. Uh, well, probably than Come Vanderbilt on. has in two three years. That's kind of sad, especially if Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt's playing against harder people, you, but maybe if they move down, they could win. So, this is a complete different conversation than I was expecting to have. But two. So if you. It's really not a thing to, to for Vandy to go away. One, they keep our uh, they keep our academic requirements I mean, way yeah, up for the conference. Free, it's a free win usually. Well, wouldn't say that for Tennessee fans. But, I wouldn't say that, but but uh, for most most people, yeah. Who who do you think will, will be interested in going to Vanderbilt? I mean, this side of James Franklin, it's a tough sell. Like, I mean, people the, people don't go to Vandy to stay at Vandy. People go to Vandy to win at Vandy and then leave. So, I mean. There's a couple different options they've got here. And, and and a lot of them, if you read any of the articles, it's what you're going to see. Will Healy, I think that's a good option. The former Austin P head coach, he's now at, at uh, Charlotte, the 49ers. He's 2-3 and three this season, but he won he won Austin P. He won the o, OVC Coach of the Year. I mean, he's done a lot of things. And, he, and he's from Nashville. Yeah. What? That, that I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, look, who, who I'm looking. Got? I'm looking at the SEC, and I'm looking. There's a coach that's out there. Maybe the Coastal Carolina guy. Maybe somewhere down maybe there. That guy. They're building up schools. They look at it and they go, "I understand this is not a the best school to coach in the conference, but they're still in the best conference in college football." That's my opinion. SEC job. They're going to pay well, 
And I think it was time to get rid of Derek Mason. He's been there since I feel like I was five, six years old. And he ain't been done there nothing. seven years, man. Seven years. Seven That's years. crazy. And he's made a bowl game once or twice. 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 Oh, and two in those. That's right. Remember he lost to, oh, man. He Both lo- of them. He lost to, I think he did lose to Cincinnati in one of them. Mm. If I'm being honest, I think he lost 49-7 to seven or something in a. Google uh, it. They know. BBVA uh, bowl. The Compass Bowl? The Compass Bowl. Wasn't they in the Blue Bonnet Bowl? I always think that's the funniest one. It's like, who who names a bowl game after butter? I really don't know. Anyway, honestly. They, uh, let me look. So, at, so who are you like? So you they're zero and nine and all. So you scoffed. So you scoffed at my uh, and scoff is is word of the day by the way. You scoffed at my uh, at my Will Healy option. Who you think wants to be at Vandy? I don't know who wants to be there, but I think if you offer if you offer a couple guys. I mean, you offer some guys that are in lower conferences, maybe an offensive what defense about the, coordinator. What a, about the uh, the the Coastal Carolina guy? I think he could be. A, I think he could be. I don't know his name right now, but he's I, the Coastal Carolina guy. Coastal Carolina <laughs> guy. I mean, why not take a chance on him? I mean, what about what about the the? So I I can't remember his name. I think his last name's Lee Lee L E A. Uh, he's the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He's actually a Vandy alum. Hey, he'll, they'll probably get him. But you know where they it's got Derek Mason? Dude. They got him, Stanford. defensive coordinator at Stanford. So here's the deal. The reason why I say it's not going to be that guy or there's a really good push for it not to be that guy is you don't hire two defensive guys back-to-back. Usually when you fire a defensive-minded coach, you hire an offensive-minded coach. Where Where do you think Derek's going to go? Back to coordinator? Knoxville? <laughs> Oh, I'd take him in a heartbeat as a D line coach. I would as a D line coach. I will. I'll take you up. I on might that even offer. take him as a coordinator. I mean, because Ansley, that whole, uh, that whole, uh, you know, Derek Ansley can finish my sentence thing. I really think it's one of those. Have you ever seen those sentences that like it's like da 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 dot 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 dot. Yeah. And then yeah. they answer it. I think we're getting a little bit of that. Yeah, I feel what you're little saying. Little dot dot dot. But who do you, I mean? No, I think he's he's a shoe in. Like there will be people beating down Derek Mason's door to be a D coordinator. I do too. I agree. Probably going to be a Pac-10, Big Ten, or Pac-12, Big Ten uh, position. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, especially uh, with South Carolina job being open, somebody gets that job, wants a really good D.C. that has SEC ties. But I'm I'm legitimate. Like, if you talk about you either bring in Derek Mason or Will Muschamp, Probably Will Muschamp's a better option, but I just can't stand the guy, so I would rather have Derek Mason. Watch watch South Carolina hire Derek Mason as a college coach. As a head coach? No, not going to happen. I don't think so, but it's like, hey. Put a dollar on it? I mean. 50 cents. Put a dollar. I'll put a dollar on it to say Derek cents. Mason will be another head coach because they'll look at it, maybe they look at it like, hey, it's Vanderbilt didn't get any recruits. Like you're saying next year? Mm-hmm. I'll put a lot of money on that one. As a uh, negatory. He'll be a D.C. I, I don't think he goes any lower than D.C. But just because why you have head coaching experience. It'd be funny to see him as like a QB coach or something. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> it would. So, Derek, DC, what's hey. your specialty? <laughs> Defense. Well, we got this quarterback job for you. <laughs> yeah. You, have, you ever recruited <laughs> He him? looks like a quarterback too, doesn't he? <laughs> no. He looks like a running back. <laughs> he look, he does. Ever, uh, he looks like – I think he's like 5'9", 300 – I just wonder if wherever he goes, if he'll take that puffy jacket with him. <laughs> I've really never heard him talk much either. 
No, he's like super well-spoken. Like all jokes aside, whenever he went to SEC media days, he was dressed to the nines. Like he was, really? he actually like cared about what he looked like at the really? SEC media days. Well, I mean, he wanted to show out. Got to look good, anchor down. <laughs> you got to see Carson's face. Like he just, when I said that, it went full anchor blown. Down, like, anchor down, I know. I mean, what's, what's even more sad is I wouldn't really want to be a Vanderbilt coach, and I could see where people would be like, I don't really want to go there. Their stadium, I mean, Maryville High School Stadium is almost bigger than them. And I mean, it's the field is probably in better shape. I'll give you that. Well, I hope so. I really do. <laughs> doesn't take much. Doesn't I mean, much. I, uh, you're looking at a 6A high school school to SEC Power 5 D1 football school that is a $50,000 a year. Borderline Ivy League school. Yeah. So, right. so legitimately. Hey, they could go to the Ivy League. So what about, what about Steve Sarkeesian? I would rather be what the about offense. Matt Patricia. <laughs> that's an interesting take. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad go. What about what did you do? You know who? Uh, uh, do you know who Jeff Fisher is? I've heard the name. Where is he from? So Jeff Fisher used to be the head coach of the Titans. He was the head coach of the Rams. Right. Uh, he's been an NFL guy for the most part, but he is kind of a Nashville name, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been out of coaching since 2016. But he may be a guy who's interested in being at Vandy. You know what I'm saying? Like, come in, probably could recruit fairly well. You got NFL ties. Uh, he's a de- he's more of a defensive minded, which kind of right. is a knock against it. But I I could see that being a retirement gig for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, coach for four or five years, kind of do a little Just something, chill. something. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be great at recruiting. I he'd mean, be like, probably not. He'd call him and be like, "Hey, I ain't I ain't coming out there. You come over here." I'll buy you dinner if you come down here. <laughs> My steak. <laughs> there's, a, there's a heck of good steak here in Nashville, but uh, anyway. <laughs> no, my gosh. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up who's for, the joke of the West, the SEC West. I mean, honestly, probably LSU, and isn't that like a, a flip of the switch? Because if you think it, well, I don't know. I Mike, don't know. Leach, I think, Mike Leach and Ole Miss. I mean, I Mike think Leach. Mississippi State's pretty cringy if you think about it. They're pretty, pretty terrible. But they're supposed to be. They fired their coach last year and got a new guy. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed they, to be and terrible. And they're in cowbells all game. It's like they're in a cold or something. Like they can't even. They block out that cowboy. Their cowbell noise. You said when it, I right? hear that cowboy noise. When I hear it on the TV, I couldn't imagine being there the whole game listening to that. It could be rough. It could be rough. Speaking of that game, since obviously we've banged around on Vandy quite long enough, uh, Mississippi State falls to Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, not the the perennial last game of the year like it normally is. Uh, They play it this time just based on COVID scheduling. Ole Miss 31, Mississippi State 24. Uh, I don't know what is more surprising to me, that it was a seven-point ball game or that Mississippi State scored 24 points. I don't know that they had scored 24 points since – thrashing LSU in game yeah, number which one. was thought to be the best win in history. It was. Pretty, I mean, in their history, it wasn't bad. It was the best win since Dan Mullins, I'll give you that. Well, I mean, looking at from it now, I mean, LSU, what are they? KJ Costello, he's just – well, he got benched second game. Right. Third, I mean, after the third game, they just – well, I mean, after that game, they were like, oh, my gosh, is this the next Heisman? They were like, Heisman alert. And yeah, Joe Burrow. Not yeah, so much. Well, now it's uh, Kyle Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask looking to be a uh, Heisman candidate. Like I really wish Florida wasn't good, 
because I would have so many trash and pits jokes because of Trask and Trashy Pitts. Trashy Trask. Oh, imagine if JG was, oh. If his name wasn't so hard to say, there'd be so many people bashing him. Well, yeah. But it is kind of hard to say. But uh, but let's, uh, we got to move on, man. <laughs> We're Talk about just trying to kind of drown our sorrows away. I mean, just Tennessee don't play football. Season's so coming. So we got to pick on the young, the little one. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, what about Michigan State jumping up and beating Northwestern? I thought that was pretty big. I think that's really good for uh, uh oh, what's his name? I just Mel Tucker, the head coach at Michigan State, yeah. former mm-hmm. defensive coordinator at Georgia, and uh, he was in the Colorado. running when when we hired. Uh, yeah, one year when we hired Jeremy Pruitt, it was him and Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, that was Philip Former's guys. So the fact that he's a uh, He's having a level of success at Michigan State after after kind of bouncing, went to Colorado, uh, just kind of righted the ship, really didn't do anything spectacular, but then got the opportunity at, at Michigan State, and and he's beaten, if I'm not mistaken, he's beaten who, Michigan? Penn State. No, he beat Penn State, and then he beat uh, Well, Penn State was ranked when he knocked him off, so it was kind of like a Mississippi State LSU deal. So when he knocked him off, it made it – I mean, it, they're still a good team, I think, a lot better than they have been in the past couple of years. Usually they just score about 13 a game. But I think I'm going to start calling you Debbie. I'll be honest. Debbie Downer? You're a Debbie Downer. Well, I was actually talking – I was actually – talking about um, a good Michigan State, so that might be your negative thinking there, sir. Yeah, I mean, I, it is Monday. It's yeah. been a long Monday. Yeah, well, so. I mean, Michigan State, you know, hats off to them. I thought Northwestern, I mean, really. They, Northwestern's that team, though. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're very they're, – they're not – if you look at their roster, you're never going to go, oh, man, look at all that NFL talent just, uh, just right. littered <laughs> all over it. You're going to look at it and you're going to say, look at these guys. They're fundamental. They're they're just workers. They want to be at Northwestern. Their dad played at Northwestern. Their family's all Northwestern. They want to be there. They want to be there. And and it's kind of like mid majors in basketball. Speaking right. kind of a little bridge the gap there. They will play you off your tail because they're just so gritty, right? Richmond, Richmond. and yeah, maybe Richmond. Uh, double Kentucky. digits, double double digits. Uh, but. Northwestern is always due a game where they just lay an egg. And and I think that was kind of maybe the situation there. Michigan State comes in, uh, the home team, and really really kind of all the pressure on Northwestern, and they prove it prove it to be uh, too much. 29-20, Sparty knocks off Northwestern. Uh, Boston College knocks off Louisville, 34-27. Uh, Purdue falls to Rutgers, 37-30. So uh, just a – Tough out for the Boilermakers. They are a, they're another one of those teams that's either extremely hot and have a great week or are terrible. Yeah, and Rutgers snagging some wins this year. Yeah, don't get me started on that, that Greg Schiano talk. But uh, Georgia Tech defeats Duke 56-33. to Not a good look for David game. Cutcliffe. Not well, I mean, uh, Georgia Tech went away with a triple option. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, Paul Johnson left and took it with him. I think is what happened, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, they they did move away from it. Baylor beats Kansas State thirty two thirty one. Texas A and M uh, defeats LSU twenty to seven. Wasn't necessarily the prettiest of wins, but nonetheless, shutting out uh, LSU. LSU's a bad football team, honestly. At quarterback and and what they lost at the wide receiver position, running back, they're just a shell. I mean, they're wearing the same uniforms, but it's not even the same group. 
uh, that not. they suited up a year ago. Just just kind of tough to watch, honestly. Uh, Memphis beats Navy 10-7. to That was a barn burner. Georgia throttles South Carolina 45-16. to The coachless Gamecocks. Uh, and Georgia honestly finding themselves. I think, uh, you know, that man, quarterback. Player. Yeah, man. They, they And the thing is, is it's another one of those looks. Some of these early games, like Florida, like some of these other matchups, late in this season they're going to question why uh, this cat wasn't playing. Early. Well, he was he was injured. Um, JT Daniels was injured most of the season, and he just got cleared to play that um, two weeks ago. Um, you just got all the excuses. I mean – you just write these down. Well, I didn't. I, I was just telling you that because I mean, if he was playing, <laughs> it would be kidding. a different football team. Stetson Bennett, they didn't want a five nine QB my size in there. You playing. sure? I mean, I think you could ball. Uh, yeah, hey, sure. Uh, sign, Vandy. Sign, maybe Vandy, Vandy, maybe Vandy. Vandy, Vandy needs a QB. I'm ready. Oh man, I'm ready to go in. Anyway. <laughs> Poor Vandy. Poor Vandy. And like I they feel, did, hey, they got a four star defensive tackle the other day. Yeah. And then it they fired the Eric Mason. <laughs> He's probably like, <laughs> probably not the biggest recruit now. they've gotten in a couple of years. And we're firing the coach that got him. But um, what about uh, any other games? Like literally, I just scrolled up, and the whole rest of my screen said postpone, postpone, canceled, postpone, postpone, canceled, postpone. Uh, TCU Horn Frogs knocked off Kansas Jayhawks. Oh yeah, big you're, win. Rock 'em, chalk 'em, yeah. Jayhawk 'em. Uh, you're you're a little bit of a closet TCU fan, right? Well, I grew up watching TCU. Like, uh, I've always like when I was younger, I always like loved the he's little like, horn grew, frog. He's like, I grew up like five years ago. Well, I I, I went to like seven games. I'm kidding. Did you? No, but I I've been a low key TCU fan, and I've watched them throughout the years. Trevon Boykin and was you a big uh, uh, Andy Dalton fan? I I wasn't actually. That was a four-year time. That was before my time. But we like got a big win. You know, Kansas is such a hard team to beat this year with less miles. They got less miles. They haven't won a game, but they still fight hard. They said he had to leave. Uh, he he had to leave really early because he got you know he ate too much grass pregame and <laughs> kind of got. Do you know he eats grass, right? I do. Well, you know, last year they honestly did. They he went five stopped, and seven. He may have stopped doing that with COVID. He may not eat grass anymore. I hope not. It's an addiction. He Bad made, addiction. He made, Don't like, get started with it, he, he says. He may dip it into some sanitizer and then, Ugh. yeah, I know, right? But, hey, you know, Carson, as we have uh, fully engaged in, in a lot of just crazy crap this this hour, let's take our last break of the day. Sounds Listen good. to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to step back a little bit and talk about uh, – what does the baller balls look like? I mean, Kentucky gets beat yesterday by Richmond or this weekend by Richmond. Tennessee's yet to play a basketball game. Lady Vols got off to a good start, knocking off Western Kentucky. Just really uh, looked like a clean basketball team. I'm excited for what basketball could look like on the on the hill, but I'm also going to break some news here. Maryville basketball's hitting the hitting the radio waves. It is Friday night. We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to the Grind. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. 
They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we were going through the uh, the uh, uh, the YouTube channel trying to find Anchor Down or, or Vandy's fight song. And you know what? Couldn't find it. So uh, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, basketball. Basketball Vols having to cancel a few games so far as, as Rick Barnes and, and, and several uh, COVID positives. Uh, trying to get uh, get that under under wraps, kind of get some things taken care of there. Uh, over the weekend, things get kicked off or tipped off, I guess you say, in basketball. And uh, Kentucky, early on in the season, as Calipari would say, he did say, played like a bunch of high school kids, thumped by Richmond. And again, double-digit defeat. Richmond, again, picked to win their conference, picked right. to win the A-10. Uh, but do you talk about uh, – I talked to a guy today who's a, a big-time Kentucky basketball fan. He's a Kentucky basketball fan, Tennessee football fan. That doesn't make any sense. Don't trust those people. But anyway, uh, he great dude, though. Uh, and, and he's talking to me about Kentucky basketball, and he says, uh, he says you want to hear something crazy? He said not a single one of the people who started or played in that game 
even wore a Kentucky uniform a year ago. Wow. I'm like, Seemed like that Whoa. every year. Well, it is that every year, but you always have that guy that comes off the bench that's, you know, kind of been a senior, da 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 da. From my understanding from him, again, I'm not a Kentucky connoisseur, is uh he literally there's there was one guy that was on the roster, the active roster a year ago, and he's hurt. He oh can't my gosh. he can't play. So literally a transfer and four freshmen's what what uh, hit the floor. There and they've played two games. So uh, again, to be expected with what what uh, Calipari brings to the table, how he re reloads every year with with five new frosh, you know, players, right. you know. And so I don't I don't read a whole lot into it. I think it's it's funny to talk about. Uh, but ultimately, uh, he will coach through that. And I've seen it too many times to count. They'll be pretty good around tournament time should that happen. So, uh, again, I think Kentucky just, just kind of keep watching. Uh, that, that'll take care of itself. Tennessee basketball, I'm hoping. I think December the 12th is the new start date. It's They're going to open, I believe, against Cincinnati, if I'm not They've mistaken. They've changed their schedule around. Uh, so they will open against Cincinnati, and, I, and I'm just really excited. You know, you know I, I think there's there's a the sky's the limit, and I know that's cliche, but I think really when you look at this basketball team, seven, eight deep is not, uh, not too much to ask for. Yep. And honestly, uh, you could literally have a, a five-star athlete, Josiah Jordan-James, coming off the bench yeah and i mean it could work out the best i mean we had uh the number seventh best recruiting class this year i mean uh, i think it was number two or number three in the sec Jaden's uh springer coming out uh, yeah. five star i mean we have uh we have guys all over the place that uh can play ball and fulkerson ponds uh we're happy ponds is coming back because yeah. we thought he was defensive go player the of the year yeah yeah i mean he, he's what? a beast so so who do you got i mean you, it's like totally on the spot Got about a minute and a half to talk. Uh, who do you, like if you had to start five today? Like I, I was talking about that yesterday with my father-in-law, and I'm like, I don't know because I mean you can start a small lineup. There's a there's a bigger lineup. I don't really think we have a big lineup. Right. But uh, but who would you start? Your who would be your starting five? Well, I would definitely have Fulkerson and Pons on the starting five for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would probably I would probably pull in Vescovi as a starting uh, guy because I think Barnes would he be a point guard. Point guard, of yeah. course. Yeah, he's too small to play. I think. Well, maybe shooting guard, but. Eh. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I think I think the way Barnes groomed him last year, he's definitely he's definitely mm-hmm. the point, right? Springer's going to be starting. Springer. And here's where I'm stuck. Yeah. Um. I mean, because there's still some really good guys out there. There is, and uh, what's that other freshman's name? What's his name? Uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a or it's a it's a it's a either it's a James or something. Here, you be thinking. I'll be googling. Um, but I I think the reason I, I could see Josiah switching in and out. I think it depends who we're playing. I think if we're playing a team that's got some. Guys on the other side of the floor that are, you know, some real big threats. I think he's definitely going to be on the court since he's one of our best defenders. And I think uh, I think Vescovi's got to start. I think uh, Barnes is going to get him into shape. Of course, Pons, Fulkerson. And uh, Jaden Springer, I think he's a, or he's the third best uh, basketball recruit we've ever gotten. So he's going to definitely have to get playing time. Uh, he could be a one-and-done depending on how he plays. We just don't know that yet. But uh, I'm excited. What about Victor Bailey? We didn't even talk about him. He did the transfer. 
Um, yeah, he's a pretty big deal. I mean, Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson, kid. that's what it is. And yeah, he could play too. Anybody can get minutes, and I think that's what that's what the uh, thing of it is. The only thing that bugs me is without the four games that we've canceled now, I think we play like six games, and then we start conference play. So we're gonna have to learn quick, get on the floor, and make it happen. But that's what Rick Barnes is pretty good at. Yep. But you know what? Monday edition is over, and we got to get out of here. Don't miss top of the hour, the sports play replay. Uh, right here on WKVL. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.